pop this can open so I don't make noise in a minute. Ready. Hello and welcome to the We Don't Go Out podcast with host Ant and I'm here with Dave. Hi. And we're basically this week just going to talk about what we've been playing because there's not a lot been going on in, in the news. Well, apart from uh, PlayStation Network possibly been hacked, it seems to only be affecting UK citizens. Um, you didn't have any problems, did you, Dave? Um, not really. I mean, when was this hack? It was really recent, like a few days ago, like... Maybe it may be a week. I mean, I've been playing um, Battlefield on and off almost every day, and I can't remember not being able to get on. It, w- it was less about the network being down and more about people finding big bills for stuff on their accounts. Ah. Uh, no, I've not been hit. It was, um, it's UK only. They're not sure if PlayStation got hacked or if some something else got hacked. It's weird that it's just UK. Um, but yeah, loads of breaches, loads of money spent on people's accounts, mainly on FIFA, <laughs> um, which, is a, which is a bit odd because you can spend loads of money on their like their little uh, the game where you buy the packs. Yeah, foot. Is that FIFA what that's called? Team. Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah that's been having lots of money spent on it, but it didn't affect me. I have had a problem with PlayStation Network though, where sometimes I'll turn mine on and all my things will be locked. And it will say, this is not your primary PlayStation. Mm. And it's That's dust. because you're not... Because you're not... If you've got a secondary account... Which and I haven't. Connected, oh, no, I'm just saying, if you have got a second account, mm. secondary account, say, upstairs on another PS4, mm. and you've got no internet connection, then you can't access any of your digital games. Only the primary account can access them without the internet connection. But I've only got one PlayStation network. Yeah. Uh, I on one PlayStation 4. Yeah, so somehow there, it sounds like your system, for some reason, thinks that's a secondary account. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, well, it does sometimes. I'll turn it on. Sometimes I can just reset it, and it'll yeah. come back and be fine. Other times it just stays offline. Mm. So I quick Google on the forums and stuff. That's when I learned about this hack, because I didn't really know about this hack until I tried to look into it a bit more, this UK mm-hmm. hack. But um, there's a thing you can do where you can go into your settings and... Uh, like download all the licenses fresh to all the things you've bought, and since I've mm-hmm. done that, I've not had a problem. But it mm. is weird because I went, I logged on on my laptop. I went on and checked, um, logged on to the PlayStation Network on the what's it called, Sen or something, Sony yeah. Entertainment Network. Yeah, and it said, "Yep, you've got a PlayStation Three and one PlayStation Four. So in those, I haven't got a different compute, a different PlayStation Four running my account. So I don't know what it's doing. It's very annoying. Yeah." But so far, now I've done that reissuing of the license of the uh, yeah the licenses. It's so far it's been fine, but mm-hmm. it's really frustrating when you just turn it on and you want it to be quick and easy, and you're locked out of everything. Yeah, and it's like I just want to watch some like because even like BBC iPlayer, 4 D, yeah. they're all locked. Netflix is like Amazon, like anything, anything you've downloaded is locked. It's so frustrating. Yeah. Do you do you get the feeling like in the last? six months to maybe a year, Sony have kind of dropped the ball a bit, you know, like, eased off. Taking their foot off the you know gas. I mean? Yeah, basically. It just feels like they've took a step back, like they've got that huge lead over the Xbox One. I think it's something silly, like 15 to 20 million units, they reckon, mm. the lead is, which, you know, I know that Microsoft have been out selling 
um, Sony the last few months in, I think, two free regions, but the highest number was like 25,000 units more sold last month. I know that's, that might sound like a lot, but it's not at all, is it? When you think no. we'd have to do that for like two years constantly, if not more, 25,000, that's only like 300,000 a year. Mm. So it's highly unlikely they'll catch up unless a Scorpio goes gangbusters. But from what I'm seeing on Twitter, you know, like on the PlayStation accounts, and that seems like the PlayStation Pro has had quite the, um, been quite, you know, um, queuing basically. There are a lot of people queuing to get them and stuff, which I didn't expect at all. Really? I, I, I've not really watched any of that. Unfold. Yeah, it seems like there was a lot more people excited about it than I actually anticipated. I just thought, like, to be honest, like I haven't looked at it as new hardware. I have you know I mean? no. I've kind of like been. I know it's not like a slim, but remember when we used to get the slims and they were actually like completely new systems. They were like they looked like a new system because there was actually a lot smaller. Mm. Whereas the PS4 Slim release last month kind of just looked like the the change of the design, basically. Mm. It didn't look like a smaller system. But the Pro, I looked at that as if, I mean, I do think it's a gorgeous-looking system, to be fair, and if if I could get one for a lot cheaper than what they were, I'd probably pick one up. Yeah. But um, it do, I, was, I was shocked to see so many people queuing up and then just, you know, tweeting back at them, PlayStation EU and PlayStation Worldwide, whatever it's called, the other account, um, the pictures with their... Pros. Maybe maybe that's why it feels like they're taking their foot off the gas because we're not on that hype train. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I never got the feeling with either the VR or the PlayStation Pro that Sony were really pushing the boat here advertisement-wise for either. No, I, I definitely get that. I feel like if you weren't looking for that news, it wasn't going to be pushed under your face, into your, like... Yeah, when the PS4 came out, I remember they made some people, you know, advertised adverts and all that kind of stuff it's all opinions but I remember seeing the adverts and thinking yeah they really tried to hit on nostalgia with a lot of people with the way they did their adverts and stuff mm. they've gone from being weird to like I know I hate the term for the players but they did look like their adverts and they were aimed at gamers and mm. it, doesn't, it doesn't seem to be a lot I just see the odd tweet on um, t- um, Twitter which is an advert saying um, the most powerful console ever created and just I don't know I don't think they should go with that because once it's not, which will be next year, what are they going to sell it on? Do you know what uh, I mean? There is that, yeah, obviously, but I think by then they'll have probably done the numbers what they want and I wouldn't be shocked if not next year, but the following E3, if Sony don't announce the PS5 or another something, I mean, it will be what? No, is no it, way. Is it three years this? Is it three years now? Four, I think. Is it the third or fourth year this year? I think we're in year four, aren't we? I've, I'm sure it came out 2013. Google. Google. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm sure it's the third year this year. But um, I don't but think the generation... It seems, generation it seems way too early. Five years because obviously with this revised hardware, maybe they are looking to push it in another like three years. I think I think we've got... If well, Let's have a look. When did it come out? I don't think it's going to be a 10-year cycle from the PS4s. In, in, Initial base. Don't you think? No. You think maybe like an eight-year cycle where it will carry on in the background for a couple of years? I think... November 15, think 2013. Yeah, so that was... So it's three years this year. 
So four years next year when Scorpio comes out, that's why I'm getting my years mixed up because it's Scorpio which comes out in the fourth year. Microsoft realistically won't want another generation for four years after that. Mm. Whereas I think Sony might be ready to go two years after that. No. Oh, mate, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Then it's quite, it's it's willy waving contest at the moment, isn't it? Uh, mm, mm. It depends. It depends if if the um... other thing you have to remember is Sony. If if these VR units are, are doing the figures Sony are happy with, then obviously there's going to be a, a VR version two. Yeah, there definitely that, will be. There will definitely be Sony trying to make the hardware more compatible, more powerful. To support version two, yeah, whatever that, whatever PlayStation Five is, it's going to be made in tandem with VR version two. Definitely, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Would you be surprised? I can't imagine it will be in the next two years. No way. Do you think? No, I'm not saying they're going to launch in two years. Announce. Yeah, I think the announcement will be within two years. Or like, maybe not next year. But it, I, I, I wouldn't be. I would be shocked if we don't hear some rumblings by 2018 Christmas. You know, they're on PlayStation event. Is in December the first. They do it every year. I think so. If we haven't heard something, or there isn't rumblings about PS5 or the next upgrade by then, I would be shocked. Oh, I still think that's quite early. It's. A, I think it all hinges on whether Scorpio does well. If Scorpio does well and it completely pisses on <laughs> PlayStation 4 Pro, even the, yeah. even pisses on the Pro. Which, in terms of what it's possible it can do, the, the power in it and everything. I think it's going to sell well, I do, Scorpio. I don't think it's going to go gangbusters. But, you know, the P- I mean, I think a lot of people are still shocked how the PS4 flew out, flew out the window, really, because it didn't have a great launch line. I think it was just Sony a case of, still shocked about that. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just a case of they got the messaging across better than um, Microsoft. And That's obviously nice. that... Terribly for it damaged Microsoft more than anyone ever expected it to. Yeah, I think that helped Sony more than Sony helped Sony. Yeah. I think a lot of people were just showing their disgust. Yeah. What they were suggesting was the future by going, right, that's what you're saying. This is where my money's going, Sony. Yeah. But could it have come at a better time for Sony with with both Microsoft and Sony now trying to do this kind of ecosystem where your games will run on future consoles for good? But in a way... If, if Sony can maintain that 15 to 20 million lead that they allegedly have, mm. then realistically, they're in for, um, in the long haul, they should always be ahead. Yeah. Possibly. Mm-hmm. But the Scorpio will have something to say about that. But for, for gamers like myself and, and you, um, it's, it's hard, isn't it? Because I don't even, even if Sony's next system was underpaired compared to, let's just say, Xbox 2. We'd probably stick with Sony just for the fact that our libraries are tied into them. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Pay you all iTunes. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it is. But I'd switch um, if they had... Because I don't often go back and play old games. It's very rare. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be too gutted to leave a, a library if like, I'd switch to Microsoft... If they had better exclusives, basically, yeah. If they had games, exclusive games, I really wanted to play. Yeah, I'd I'd be tempted to get one, but they haven't. Yeah. They haven't got a single game that that interests me as in my gaming tastes. Mm-hmm. If they had, 
if both if there were games exclusives on both that I wanted, I'd probably find a way to own both. Yeah, it's time, isn't it? As well, I mean, yeah, definitely. You, you know how I am with the Wii U. I mean, I do go on the Wii U when I'm watching the football and stuff like that now, mm. but um, I, I've just got absolutely zero time. For, I've got no chance of me owning free systems ever again. That just won't happen. I know some people say, "But you only play one at a time." But <laughs> when it comes to a choice between playing, say, for example, Forza Horizon Three or at the moment, which I'm addicted to, Battlefield One, that I'm always going to go on Battlefield One. Yeah, I know that sounds because I do think Forza Horizon looks great, but the I know a lot of people who loved it at the beginning, and then they just they don't play it now because they just said it got very samey very quickly. Mm-hmm. Which I was shocked because I thought it looked fantastic, but then I always think with open world and those kind of not arcadey, but oh, I, don't, I can't explain it. But you know how Need for Speed Rivals and Burnout went open world. They lose interest just for a while. I think the way Drive Club got it right was, I know I'm kind of going off topic a little bit here, but isn't it? The fact that it's circuit racing and you're looking to improve your times all the time on them. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think that's where a lot of people, my friends anyway, who really like racing games, got bored with Forza quickly. Mm. But yeah, it's if there just isn't enough time, especially when you're a parent. Yeah, I and, think you know you can spend time with your kids and not just come back and play games. Like yeah. I know a few lads who do that. You get home from work and they just play games and like what? I know. A little bit jealous. So I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is jealous, but it's also at the same time. Yeah, there's plenty of time for games that when the out and Yeah, there is. But another thing with um, because back when I owned a Nintendo, a PlayStation Three, and an Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. And I did have time for the exclusives I was interested in on yeah. the 360, like Viva Pinata, uh, Alan Wake. Oh, Alan Wake, what a game. I know, that was a cracker. <clears throat> um, and a few games like that. Before I had Nora, my little girl. But even mm-hmm. so, I think the difference now is, in between those big blockbusters, there's loads of little indie games that I'm interested in and want to play. Yeah. And yeah. and the VR stuff is all smaller. It's much more manageable bite-sized stuff. Yeah, that, which, which, to be fair, I think that suits mine and your gaming taste. It does. It suits I our mean, lifestyles. <laughs> well, I was going to say, me and you are the type of gamers now like, where we only really want to invest in maybe two or three big games a year. I do think we're quite similar in that approach. Yeah. I think two or three sounds about right, but I think if we looked at it and examined it, well, you make a list, don't you? You keep a list of all the games you've played. Yeah. I bet there's I'm more than three big stress. games in there. <laughs> I could tell, let, let me have a quick look at the, my list. Count, count up your big ones this year. Uh, would you, when you say big games, do you mean like open world or games that do take a long time to complete? Just games that you that take a long time to complete. Okay. Um, well, I'll just go for the list. There's only 21 games on there this year. That's really bad. Stick Bold. No, it's, so it's just a little, yeah. Ethan Carter, which is fantastic. Hitman Go, Ratchet and Clank. I wouldn't call that a big game, even with the platinum. I think it took me 13, 14 hours. Mm. Chartered Four. I've only played that through once. And that was quite big. Sad, yeah, the sad thing about that is I've had no. I know, but I don't class it as a big game because it's so story driven. Yeah, I know what you mean. But it wasn't you know long. Franchise, that was yeah. quite long. I mean, if Uncharted had, like, say, you found a map at the beginning of each level, like, you know, in Red Dead Redemption, with just landscapes where, where the treasures would be. I think that would be better than having to find these, like, shiny items for each map. That'd be so cool. Yeah. Turn it into a lot... game rather than a, 
like a, just a yeah, luck. collectathon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that element of, of Red Dead Redemption. I loved that. Yeah, fantastic. And a little obscure map with a little drawing with the, the X on it. Oh, it's so good. The best thing about that was it, it like triggered muscle memory, didn't it? Because you think, I recognise that. I'm yeah. sure I've seen that when I've been on my travels. Yeah, I've and seen that's that. actually rewarded, rewarded you to travel around the map instead of doing the fast travel. I never fast travel in games. I probably Not should because I'd save loads of time. I never did in Red Dead Redemption, but I did in um, GTA 4. Was 4 the one on the PS3? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're just looking for Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor. Yeah, that's a big game. So we'll mm-hmm. go that one. That's a great right. game. Um, Street Fighter 4, Watch Titan Souls, Among the Sleep, Gone Home, Tabletop, no, Troy 3, no, God of War 3, no. Game of Thrones, no. Bullets, no. Virginia, no. No, that's it. Um, I suppose you could class the Arkham Knight season pass as big because I played it every single <laughs> element of that. The only thing yeah. I didn't like, the challenge mode, which that's was it. not a challenge that's mode, it. it was a challenge trophy pack. That surprised me. I thought there'd be more. No, I've only done 21 games this year. Just Obviously, it's... Um, Pez has eaten into my gaming time a lot this year and um, was Rocket League this year? No Rocket League was last year was it? Mm. time is just messed up now I'm older <laughs> yeah, yeah it is can't keep but, track yeah. of anything no but yeah just what was we actually on a bit before I started doing that <laughs> yeah. um, so, so just the smaller games that are on you know, when I was talking about the game library and that, it just suits me more. Like the park, for instance, that was the last game I finished. And um, what happened with that was um, it was last Thursday and the missus takes the kids from in straight from school and obviously I don't get back in until the, the, until the 20 past, 25 past three, so I can't go swimming with them. And I thought about quarter to four, I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm going to start that park game, see if I can get close to the end. And I finished it and I may even manage to go back through half of it again to yeah. clear up a couple of trophies and I think it took me about two hours two hours 15 minutes to do it all and I loved it I really did enjoy it because it, it definitely is one of those type of games where you want to sit through and experience it all in one sitting mm. and um, yeah that, I just think those type of games suit me more now and, I, and the other thing is when I finish them you know if I don't think I can be bothered with the trophies or I have 100% to do it I just delete them off the hard drive yeah and Chris said to me the other day, he says, I don't like deleting anything off my hard drive. He says, I, I like to have all my games I bought on there. And I says, I used to be like that, but now I'm, I'm kind of like, no, I can still see it in the library because the library is a lot more easy to get to on the PS4 than the PS3. And so, so mm. the big issue, especially how fast the PS4 downloads the, compared to the PS3. Yeah, it's much, it's much easier just to, like you say, the speed at which it downloads. It's so much easier yeah. to not have it on your hard drive. And you can't because I've, I think me and you both got the 500 gigabyte, haven't we? Yeah. You can't have everything on there. Just I, mean, can't it's, do it's, it. I could get the two terabyte upgrade. I think it was £70 somewhere. And, um, but I just can't be bothered with all the faffing about with it. I know it's not a lot of hard work, but for me, it's just as easy to delete games that I'm not playing or have yeah. completed and I won't go back to. The thing that stops me even contemplating that is I've still got PT. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, that's stored. Yeah, which you, have you got that? Yeah, I've got PT. I won't delete that. I couldn't finish it sadly because, um, you know, when um, you keep going down the same corridor over and over towards the end, and it's, is it red? It's like yeah. a. I just kept going through, and I, 
I had to Google it, and I think you had to hit a picture off a wall or something, but it just wouldn't trigger it. I don't think, you know what, I don't think I actually triggered the end. I was going round and round and round, I Googled it, I watched yeah. YouTube videos, and you thought, I just watched the end of the YouTube video, I'm right there, for some reason it's not triggering. Yeah. <laughs> Sod it. Yeah, I was a bit gutted, because I was playing that with my brother, we was both like, sitting here crapping ourselves, and it, it just kind of, the tension completely went out of it, and it was just like, Mm. frustration then like oh yeah. god yeah you were so. doing it so long that it, it, exactly yeah. that the tension was gone it was just a weird boring trying to get yeah. the final thing to click the um can I you don't believe the that happens what's that del toro and um kojima hideo kojima and del toro put together a a massive demo which dropped at a massive game conference and then it just yeah. got cancelled and went away yeah. That's crazy. It is. It is. It looked like it would have been something really, really special as well. I know. I've got... Oh. Silent Hill seems to be dead now, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Which is a shit. Well, the the downfall, I think, to that game was that it always had to be set in Silent Hill. Yeah. And I think, because I used to get those games, like everyone that came out, and I think there was one point where I was literally, I was in the same town, they hadn't really changed much. It's just mm. like this is this just feels like I'm playing a tweaked version of the last game, and it wasn't the yeah. tension went because I knew all everything. I knew the uh, the town quite well. I knew what was yeah. going on. It was just a bit sort of um, yeah. I mean, they made a few more. They made quite was it like five or six of them in the end, and they were just getting worse and worse and worse. Mm. Um, it would be nice to see Microsoft or Sony take on that franchise. Do you think Konami would sell it? I think Konami would definitely sell it for the right amount of money, or they would loan the IP out. How you know Sony do with some of theirs to third-party devs, mm. second-party devs to create games. They should I loan mean, it out to um, to Kojima's new company. Yeah, or who the, the, I can't I can't remember the name of them. Who made um, Alan Wake? Remedy. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they could do with something like that. Mm, yeah, give it to a Western developer, that'd be interesting. Yeah, well, I do think, yeah. The one thing I'd, I wouldn't want to say, we are going on some massive tangents today. <laughs> no. <laughs> let's just nag it. The one thing I would love to see from um, in horror is, like, I I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm bored to death of, like, the kind of hide-and-seek genre. Hide-and-seek genre? Yeah, that's our classic. As, like, like, Alien Isolation. I know that you can do it towards the end, you can pick up weapons and that, but, like, like Outlast... I got bored of Outlast because it was basically, it was trial and error with the hide and seek elements like hide, mm. run off, monster spots you run off, hide, hope he doesn't find you, um, come out, make a bit of progression, oh, he's back again. And <laughs> it just, it turns into more frustration for me than actual scares. Yeah, I think, I think the point of that, or the way it's supposed to make you feel, is that you're underpowered, like so yeah. weak and vulnerable that you have to hide. Which is We've different for a video game because normally yeah. you're the powerful one out there kicking ass. Yeah. Hmm. But it feels done already, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. Hey, it feels like it's it's it doesn't work for every single horror game. Mm. For instance, like the park I played the other day. And this is I should be, well, we're talking about what we're playing anyway. And yeah. The park is basically a walking simulator. You can't die. Um, I'm pretty sure you can't die. No, you can't. And um, 
but it's got like it's a story and there's horror elements in there and it's it's done so well like it's obviously visually it's not the best it's quite rough but it does look quite nice in certain places as well yeah uh, the voice acting's pretty good actually because it sounds terrible on the trailer but when you're playing it it's quite good and, um, there's a great atmosphere there it's creepy it's got a couple of like, there's a couple of jumps at the beginning which is like oh man these are weak but then at the end it got me <laughs> two or three times really bad <laughs> um, but it's got that I don't know if it was made before PT on PC and it's got that um, um, walking down the corridor over and over and over and I think you do it three or four times but everything's deteriorating every time you go through the door it's getting worse and it's, it's like you're going deeper into her psych, into the psych into psyche. Psyche, you know I mean? yeah you're going into a psyche and it's just brilliant the way they did that at the end so is it more like that sounds a bit like PT going back to PT yeah I mean that's what yeah it, it, I would I mean I only paid six seven pounds for it I think in the sale maybe less but next time it's on sale I've said to a lot of my friends who like the horror games and walking simulators you should definitely pick that up and give it a go I think you'd enjoy it I think you'd um, like the story in it more because mm. obviously trying to find your son hmm well, have you seen some trailers for it and not been interested? Well, I don't know. I'm just... Something about horror at the moment just isn't floating my boat. I don't know why. It's, I would say it's more like psychological horror than, you know, like, he's a monster, yeah. you know what I mean? It's <laughs> not like there's anything chasing you in the park or anything like that. It's it's kind of like around personal demons, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I really appreciated it. I thought, I mean, I read a bit on about it. I know when a game's good or a film's good, so I start reading about it online more. And I read about it online. And apparently, it's, there's an MMR this company makes called Secret World. And the park is like um, a small story within that that, that MMR. Mm. I was like, oh man, so the bits I didn't quite get in it. But if I'd have played the MMR, which is PC only, I would have got it more. Mm. But uh, yeah, I'd highly recommend that game anyway to anyone who likes walking simulators or, you know, the a park. bit of uh, horror, but without the obvious leans to deaths that come within those eight last games and that nowadays. You'd like that, it. Though, yeah. There's, speaking of walking simulators, have you seen um, Dear Esther's in the sale? The what? Dear Esther is in the sale. What's that? Is there a new sale today or something? No, no. You know Dear Esther. Is it called Dear oh, Esther? Yeah. Sorry, I thought you said um, Dear Esther. I thought you said one word then, Dear Esther. <laughs> no, 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 no. Land dear Esther. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how much is that? I think it's down to like five quid. Mm. It tries to be really good, but I can't, it's hard, isn't it, when there's a broken like game for five pounds? Yeah, five pounds is it's neither yeah. here nor there, is it, sometimes? There was a game released on Halloween. On, I'm going to tell you this now. You can talk, stick it on the pod if you want. Mm-hmm. It was four pounds or five pounds, and it was called um, Alice Wants to Play, I think. Okay. And then um, you watch on? a video, PS4, and you watch the video, and like you're like, mm, it looks really like low budget and that. But apparently, IGN played it. My cousin loves horrors, and he says, and um, IGN said it's it's absolutely terrifying, <laughs> <laughs> really terrifying. He said, so like I think he might have picked it up. It's five pound, full price. That's, so it's, it's that's it's not sale price, it's £5. Oh, that's it's full price, £5, so if it ever goes inside, it's going to be like three quid. Mm. So I'll be picking that up, just to see if it's uh, as bad as they're, they're made out. And what was it called? I think it's called Alice Wants to Play or something like that. I'll have to find out. Something along those lines. Mm. 
Yeah, I might grab that. Um, dear Esfa, it's not like I'm short on stuff to play at the moment. Mm. Right, that's been one massive tangent. <clears throat> Since we, we started, like a half, half hour tangent. Let's um, let's talk about what we've been playing. <laughs> we just been, did <laughs> well, a few bits, but we spoke just before we started recording. You've been playing Battlefield. Yeah, I don't think we've spoken about that on here at all. No, I'm not sure. I haven't um, finished campaign. You have? No, I haven't. Oh, you I've haven't. Done, no, I've only done the tank mission and half of the plane mission because every time I go on, I just want to play online. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, Is it good? It's that it's good to, online. Oh, it's it's up there. Like, there's only a few games which I adore and have stuck with online first-person shooters and COD Four, obviously. Mm. Um, I only played this one local time splitters you know, with friends, but that was addictive as hell. Um, Battlefield is special. Really good. It just feels so well-balanced. Mm. I mean, there's, some people might not agree with that, but I'm not a big first-person shooter fan, and when I die, I know it's my own fault. I don't feel like, oh, I've been robbed. Campers. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when I play this one, lad, all the other screams is campers, and like, no, the snipers, they're not meant to run around the map yeah. and, and engage you, you know, like at close range. They're meant to stay on the outskirts of the map and pick you off. They're just camping. Like, they're not camping. They're not sitting in corners in rooms with shotguns, just waiting for you to pass and shoot you. They're not doing anything like that. And there's a proper skill to using those sniper rifles. Oh, God, yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I never complain when I get taken up by a sniper rifle because if you ever tried to do it... It's so hard. It's so hard. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, in the sights, it's so twitchy. There's a trophy on um, Battlefield 1, and it's called... Uh, I think it's... I might be wrong about this. It. It's Eye for an Eye or something like that. And then, basically, you have to take out... Another, you have to play as a scout, which is a sniper, and take out another sniper in multiplayer with a bolt-action rifle, which is... You know what that is. You fire one round, mm. you reload it, bolt-action. Mm. Anyway, I was playing as a medic, and I was, like, I was saying to... Um, KK Slope was saying oh man I says I really want to go for the platinum on this because I love it I says but I don't think I'm ever going to get that traffic because I'm useless as a sniper so <laughs> he goes off and I'm running around the map and I seen this gun hanging at a wall and I've run out of bullets and I thought you know what I'm just going to grab that so I've grabbed this bullet and this bloke went around the corner and I just hit R2 shot him killed him close range and then it, the trophy popped <laughs> and I was like that's got to be the, the flukiest trophy I've ever earned in my life <laughs> you know what I mean like what's the chances I pick up the sniper rifle and the next person who runs to me is a sniper <laughs> uh, you just happen to pull the trigger without even thinking yeah I just I didn't even zoom in normally I'm always zooming I just hit R2 so I was kind of like oh shit mm. and then um, it worked and yeah, I've got the trophy. <laughs> so yeah, I'm mean, yeah, platinum. Yeah. So you haven't spent much time on the single player, but is it is it good? Because it looks incredible. Um, yeah, from what I've played of the single player, it's it is fun. It's um, it's strange because like you know, like Call of Duty, kind of especially for because that was the only real one to have a good story in my eyes. It, it it's telling all these different stories from different regions. Regions of World War One and the battles. Yeah, so it's, it's a bit not, disconnected. It's not one big story, is it? I think they're called. No, the it's, it's like yeah. a lot of little mini stories. Yeah, it's individual soldier stories from different 
parts of the campaign, different regions of the campaign, and it is good. Like it's basically a tutorial in a way. Like it's teaching you to fly the planes, then the mm. tanks, and there's bits of stealth in there. I mean, the worst thing about the tank mission was so far through you actually have to get on foot. And to me, there's plenty. From what I've seen, there's plenty of on foot missions. So they should have just left you in the tank because when you do start in the tank, it's like there's five other tanks and you're going across this battlefield, taking out the cannons and the other infantry and it's like brilliant yes this is what it's all about and um, then you get out or you're on your own and it kind of loses that I know we're one is about the glamour and that but it is a video game at the same time mm. so it kind of loses its momentum a bit when you keep switching campaigns but they are good campaigns they are fun um, the opening level is fantastic it's kind of harrowing mm. brilliant but it's kind of harrowing as as to what it was kind of like, like it is proper manic. Yeah. I mean, some people won't get that. Like not everyone will play and think the way some people think, like I'd imagine actually being there. Yeah. Whereas people like myself and others, are quite a people, a few people I speak to on Twitter, they, they played that and was all like, Oh my God, that opening was brilliant yet terrifying. Hmm. <laughs> There's a good job then of, of making you Yeah, I think so. It doesn't feel gung-ho. I mean, the tank bits do towards the end when you're taking on, like, I think it's like 10 or 12 tanks in this little village. It feels a bit gung-ho then, one tank taking them all on. But, like I said, it is a video game. Mm. But, yeah, it's brilliant. Like you say, it looks fantastic. Um, as far as I can tell, I'm not great with the technical side. It's smooth as butter online. I don't really get any dips in frame rate. I've seen, I've seen a couple of glitches, but nothing game breaking. Um, it's, I mean, I think I only had one, maybe two patches since it's been out. Then my lad, he's got Formula One. I think they're on the like tenth or eleventh patch. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's it's a really good game. Cool. It's a shame you didn't get it because I know you're a big Overwatch. You're big big into Overwatch. Well, you say that, I've not really touched that. I slipped back into Rocket League and I keep playing the Pez demo. <laughs> yeah, which you should have bought. Maybe. I should have bought Pez. I definitely should have bought Pez. Yeah. I don't think I'm too late for Pez. I might pick that up. No. I mean, to be honest, and with Pez, there is an online community, but me personally, it's about the single player. Like, if my cousin's online, or so if he was online, I'd have a game or two against you, but I'm not bothered about playing strangers on Pez. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not really bothered. The Platinum's doable, but I'm not bothered about it because I don't want to play like their version of FIFA Ultimate Team, my club. Don't mm. want to play any of that. It's always been a bit Master League, and to me, Master League this year feels great on it. I'm so, I, I, like got, I was so burnt by the last Pez, though. That was just a mess. Yeah, but you're obviously enjoying this one again. I am. The last Pez wasn't a mess. It was really good. It was no, just... But, I mean, just... It wouldn't let me go online, and when I did get... Literally, it wouldn't let me go online. It told me I had something wrong with my settings... What I was think. the last page you got now? Not last year's. No, the year before. Maybe even the year before yeah, was, that. Yeah, you were going to say 2014. Uh, yeah, probably. No, one minute. What were we on now? 2017? I can't even remember if it was PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 3. I think it was PlayStation 3. I think it was, yeah. Because the PS4 versions have all been good. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's PlayStation 3. Because otherwise I'd, st- I'd still have it. Yeah, because the, the, towards the end on the PS3, they were definitely take, going in the right direction, and then they kind of 
uh, took a huge stride with last year's game, and then this year's game is just sublime. It's just the language in the in the menus as well. It was so convoluted and confusing. I didn't know how yeah. to make a sub. It took me ages to figure it out because it was yeah. It didn't use it's, football terminology. They do explain things a little bit better now, but. That they've had that London studio for like two, three years now. Who was meant to come in and help them make everything more accessible to European audiences and stuff? And to me, it, I don't think they've done that great a job. Those guys haven't. If that's their job, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It still is a bit messy now. And you know, when you play FIFA, I think the men, menus lag. I don't know if they did that, but it's easy enough to get through it. And Pezzies, once you learn, but. Shouldn't we, for kids? Imagine being a kid, no. trying to do some of the go through the menus. Like my son said to me the other day, you try to change your players, but it doesn't make it obvious which player you're actually scrolling through on the subs bench. And then when you're in the, for example, on the Master League, before each match, you obviously have to pick a squad of I think it's sixteen or seventeen players. Is it? Mm. All you, but this is in the management menu. So imagine you're before you get on the coach to go to a home or away game mm. you have to say alright then all you lot on the coach because you're taking part and then I'll pick my 11 when I get there and my son is playing a match on the Master League or is it the normal league and he said um, oh so and so's not there and I, I said because you've got to put him in the 17 <laughs> it's like a little line and then when you go into the match day then you have 15 players and then you've got to like again you've got to choose which five are on the bench out of those it's you know bizarre. the ones you isn't it? Isn't yeah. it weird? It should be, like it shouldn't be weird. like that. It, that's how football works, but the menu should be made easier mm. for people to understand. I honestly feel like they should get me and you in. Yeah. Just, it's, to, I just, just to sort the menus out and some of the options and, and the terminology and the language. Yeah. We could design the menus and the, all that sort of stuff. I mean, I don't think it's so hard to say starting 11, which you've got on the main picture, and then you know, have a sign saying subs bench and mm. below it, um, do not travel or will not be in squad in match day squad. Mm. How hard is that? And just put red red lines over them like like Yeah, you could you could when you brought shade them bingo. Out. Yeah. Put them in colours like a, the the background for the starting eleven is green and then the subs yeah. bench is orange and then Yeah and then you've got another colour. I you've got this massive button, the little touch button, you know, in the middle of the pad. It could use that as a legend so people can then click that and go, oh, yeah, 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 that red mark across the name, that means they're not travelling, so mm. don't want him in the team. Or like, well, someone said to me, what do all these arrows mean? I'm like, oh, God. Because you have to explain everything to him and then it just should be so much easier. Mm. Konami but gets where, in. Where yeah, they've got it right on the pitch where it matters, I suppose. Yeah, they have got he it on the pitch. Absolutely. I mean, he played... I've... I haven't scored many like stunners. I've scored a couple. I'm always Arsenal. Yeah. But Barcelona a couple of times because this is just who's available in the demo. Yeah. I can beat Barcelona now with Arsenal pretty comfortly. I don't think I've lost a single game in the whole demo. I've drawn a couple, mm. not lost any. You can't change the difficulty because it's just a demo. Yeah. But I started playing River Plate with Arsenal. Yeah. And I just keep getting nil nil, nil nil, nil nil, nil nil. It's so frustrating. But I keep going back. Wait. What difficulty do you play on the demo? It's, um, I don't think you can change it. I don't know what it's set to. Normal, normally. I think you can change it if you go through the menus. Oh, yeah, but um, th- th- I mean, I know we always talk about 
everyone always talks about this when they say, I've only gone about pairs, but the difference in player quality on it, like when you're using a left back, and you can just tell that, yeah. you know, I probably shouldn't take that player on with him. I'm going to turn back, I'm going to pass it back to my centre half. Whereas on FIFA, you think, well, yeah, I'm going to run him because I know I'm a bit faster. Yeah. But, you know, if you've got a fast player, you think, well, I'll try and run him, but you don't do that in pairs. You try and play to each player's abilities, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, well, you know, you know when you're. You're outclassed. Yeah. Like you just said, your left back is, you know when he's going to meet a player he's not going to get round. Yeah. And you, you pass that, <laughs> pass it around a bit. Yeah. I'm just really struggling to score headers, I am on pairs, and generate any pair, but I think it's down to timing. Oh, my headers are on point. I can't get my timing right. I can defensively header perfect, but I can't get my heading timing right for scoring. Most of my goals come from. A cross, an early cross. You know, you hold L1 and hit cross. Yeah. An early cross. Yeah. And that massive Arsenal striker, what's his name? Giroud. Giroud, yeah, him. You might find it's a bit different though in the finished game. Yeah, I think it is. I think it will be. Because I scored in the demo, but it's not bad because you don't see many headed goals anyway at top level. And you don't see, like you were saying earlier, you don't see many spectacular goals. No. And I don't know if you've seen any of the uploads I've put on YouTube, but I mean, I scored this one goal. It's one of my favourite goals I've ever scored on pairs. I shot it, and the goalkeeper dived and hit his defender, went between his legs, and when and it just dribbled across the line in the other corner. <laughs> I was like, but it looks so real. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I was just so chuffed because you just rarely see stuff like that on FIFA because mm. it tries to play too much of a beautiful game. Well, too much of a. A TV-polished game. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. A perfect, beautiful game. Mm. It's, that's not football. It, no, it plays like you're watching telly. And Pez, yeah. It doesn't feel like you're playing football, but it, it feels more like you're involved in the match. Yeah. Yeah, I like I mean, it's back. It's back to... I think it's now a game better than FIFA. Not that I've played FIFA for a few years, but... When you set the rivals up on Pez as well, I mean, the other day... I was playing the Mask League and it was Leeds v Barnsley and obviously when you're playing the rival game the images change in the background there's like flames and Oh really? Yeah there's pre-press conference was like yeah we've got to take the game for what it is it's another match and try and ignore the local rivals and stuff yeah. and when we played the match mate Barnsley was towards the bottom of the league but the way they played it was like they turned all the players up to you know the red arrows yeah, and it was yeah. just it was end-to-end, but like, I wasn't getting any shots away, and I was bombarding them, bombarding them, and then they broke. I brought my keeper out, and they scored, and I was like, 1-0 down. I was like, no. And I managed <laughs> to win. I did manage to turn it around and win 2-1. I had to change my formation and everything, and um, the stats at the end, they only had one shot and one shot on, on target and scored. So it was, that, it was that, a proper end game. That makes it feel, the fact that they've changed something fundamental about the yeah. local derby make it feel different make it feel more yeah. pressured because I mean you play local derbies in FIFA and in previous PES games and unless yeah. you know it's a local derby unless you've got some football knowledge yeah. it won't feel any different no it sounds like that you does have, I mean, unless you've got the menu <clears> unless you set it up yourself there's no none of the rivals are set up in the game itself you have to do that in the edit menus but oh, okay. with the USB I did it just set them up automatically. So, like, as a Villa fan, you could say, well, yeah, it's Birmingham, but then I want to have Man United and Liverpool as my rivals. Mm. So that's up to you. But the game, but the USB that I used, the file, it set them all up to local derbies. Mm. 
Which is but, um, how it should be. Yeah, it's just loads to love about it. Like the way players can improve through the Master League, and then little things like I thought, oh, I need to change difficulty. Everyone looked four on the bench, one nil, two nil, and then. But then I went and played. Um, I think it was a team from second from bottom. I can't think who it was, and I got smashed. <laughs> and I swear my life hand, not even lying. I didn't have a single shot and goal. <laughs> Wouldn't get a shot and goal, and you know, like I was frustrated, but. At the same time, I, I I really enjoyed it because I was like, that's that's football, isn't it? Mm. And because then I had a game where I played, I think it was Brighton, and they absolutely hammered me, and I won one nil, and I didn't deserve <laughs> to win. But that's that's the game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like playing River Plate. I yeah, pick, I tried to pick at random. I closed my eyes and pick at random. Yeah, I got River Plate, and I keep playing it now because they seem harder. I don't know if it's like because I don't tweak formations or anything I just play whatever yeah. Arsenal have got on and maybe it's a formation thing but I, I find it hard to break River Plate down when I'm Arsenal yeah yeah do you um, have you noticed the way teams actually play different in Pez as well I love that what do you mean like say in FIFA like Regi mentioned it on CVG he said he was playing FIFA and his mate says, he goes, it's funny playing FIFA. He says, because I never knew Ackerton Stanley could pass the ball around like Barcelona. <laughs> he says, but then I go and play Pez and he says, and I'll play, say, Bournemouth, not Bournemouth, sorry. It was, I can't think of the team he mentioned. It was a Division 1 team anyway at the Championship. He says, and they were playing it long balls. He says they were playing diagonal long balls. Mm. He says, and I was struggling. He says, but I won. He says, but it was nice to see teams actually playing different styles of football. Yeah, that's cool. It is, yeah. We spent far too long talking about Pez. <laughs> it is a great game. Well, it's a great, it's a great demo. on this. <laughs> right, we. I want. I want you to talk to me about LetterQuest because I don't know oh, about this, and you've been texting me about this and saying how good it is. Let's let's hear it. It's. I think it must have been on mobile or something because when you started up, it feels like a free-to-play game. Obviously, the way you can buy upgrades, buy new weapons and stuff like that. Mm. And this is on PlayStation 4? Yeah, and Vita. Um, It's on PlayStation Plus this month for Vita and PS4. Mm -hmm. Basically, it's a a very light role-play game, but you spell words to damage your enemies. Mm -hmm. And I think you have a grid of 15 letters. Um. And you can play story mode or endless. Endless is just like, you know, survival, basically. You're a story mode. You keep going through the levels, and each level has four stars. The first what star is just to, to defeat the enemies. The second star is timed. The third star could be um, something daft-like. Only four-letter words do damage. And the fourth star is like an extra powerful one that's like hard mode, basically. Mm. Um, so, so how, how does it look then? Is it like it's is it, is it RPG-ish? Is it um like dragons? And... Well, what are it's you battling? It, when you appear on screen, you're the Grim Reaper on the left, and obviously your enemies will be on the right. But they're just simple. Like they might look like a zombie with um, a bat in his hand, or a werewolf, or it looks like a fish, but it's like a kind of a coast. <laughs> you know, different ones like that. Nothing spectacular. But where the fun comes from is like you've got this bunch of letters and then obviously it's turn-based, so you have a go. But if you refresh, 
the letters because there's nothing you can really think of or you know, just think, oh, these are a crap set. Then it's their turn and they can hit you, but sometimes you can dodge depending on your upgrades. Um, you can buy potions to heal yourself. Um, the enemies can have different effects on the tiles as well. Like they can turn them into plague tiles and they'll last for three turns, but every time you don't use a tile, they will infect another tile. Mm. But when you do use that tile to make a word, the points from that letter won't be given towards the total points. Okay. And then there's there's tiles which turn upside down. They still have the same effect, but obviously they just try to confuse you because you might not spot a word because the letters are upside down on the grid. Yeah, that's clever. There's, there's all types of different um, enemy tiles like that. And then you've got the um, tiles for yourself, which are crystals. And if you use that letter with a crystal around it, you could get like a, a stealth health bonus or extra damage bonus or a shield bonus for the next two three rounds um, it all sounds like really like oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you start playing it, it it's I mean it's so addictive it's really good I'll give that a and go I don't I know how good I'll be being dyslexic but I'll, I'll give it a good bash <laughs> I mean you, it does tell you if the word's correct it comes yeah. up and highlights in blue if it's correct and the other thing I like about it is if the word's correct you press L2 and it tells you the meaning of the word oh that's cool so if, you, if really you've just it. guessed a word like oh that's a word yeah yeah I've done that a couple of times <laughs> um, and my son really likes it and so I suppose in a way it's quite educational for him as well yeah he's learning um, that's good yeah but um, the only thing I, was, I think it would be great was if it had an online mode because you can tell it's screaming out, for my opinion, it's screaming out for a, a local or an online versus mode. It was yeah. so much. But yeah, I mean, it's it's one of them. It's come on PlayStation Plus. You look at the images, you think, yeah, but then you play it, and it, you're Good like, fun. yeah, yeah. This if you like Scrabble games like that, then I think you can't go wrong with it. Cool. So that's on PlayStation Plus now. Yeah. Excellent. Even if you don't want it, add it to the library. Oh, I'm sure I already have added it to the library without even really paying attention to what it even was. But I'll, um, yeah. I'll uh, download it and have an actual go. I think you'll enjoy it. Cool. Now, I guess something that's not on the running order, but I just remembered, you played your Wii U. Yeah, Toad Treasure Tracker. Have you gone back to it? I haven't gone back to it yet. I was going to go on it tonight because I forgot about the pod and I was going to watch this England game on it. But um, obviously I'm podding, so I'm not playing it. But I will go back on it probably, probably on the weekend, actually, because there's not a lot of football on or, or sport. Mm. So you, you've been playing it on the on the gamepad while you've watched yeah. some footy? Yeah. yeah. I don't care how you do it, as long as you're playing the Wii U. <laughs> it's the one advantage the Wii U has over the other systems big time. Yeah. And um, it's a simple, um, nice pace... So you can you can totally juggle that with some with a telly. Yeah, it's not like it's, it's, constant. Doesn't demand a lot of attention. Yeah, I mean, it looks fantastic on the pad. So I can only imagine how vibrant and you know how great the colours look on a proper TV because they feel a bit washed out a little bit, don't they, on the pad? Yeah, have you not put it on the big screen? No, I haven't. I haven't. Oh, it's it was, really good. I'll probably will do at some point. But um, it's a fantastic game. It's such a simple. I, you know, idea. Yeah. Um, I love the way you can move the camera around and see the whole little 
world that you're... Yeah, because it's like a little tiny block of a... Yeah, like but it's a, not easy all the time, because like, that shocked me when I was on the train, and I thought, well, this is really cool. It's just a nice change of pace and yeah. scenery. And then the one level, which was a bit like a shooting gallery, basically. It's just yeah. there's a nice, it's it's a nice it's, mixture in there. It's and when I started the second episode, it just felt like a huge jump in difficulty as well. But, yeah. but it's tough. More yeah. like, well, it's really pushing you a little bit. So where are you now in terms of like the... The very, Second very basic story. The, um, I finished the first episode, you know, and when you get in the mic, defeated that big bird at the end. Mm. And started the second episode and I only did the first two levels, I think. Mm. That was last week. It, does, we'll it, it does get, I found it got, I got to the point where I was like, this is, this is really easy. This is, it's not challenging me enough. I'm going to get bored. And then, mm. like you said, it steps the difficulty up. It does that in a, big way yeah. <laughs> at one point it goes it goes whoa this has just got a lot more complicated yeah yeah and it's really good it is it's a really good game I'm just shocked that like more studios haven't took advantage of it the one game which seems quite similar to it not with the collector fund that is have you seen Lumo on the PS4 no it's the same sort of isometric game but each room is a different puzzle that you've okay. just got to solve get through to the next room yeah. And I'm wow, that's going to sound, I'm going to pick that up myself. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it's, I love it. I really do. I think visually, like I said, it looks fantastic. I mean, I don't know why people keep banging on about, um, you know, the P- PS4 Pro and Xbox Scorpio Pro because the way I've always said it is they're not going to have any exclusive games unless Microsoft do what they normally do and decide to just abandon the Xbox One. <laughs> yeah. So Scorpio's been out a year, year and a half. They've got history. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look at something like um, Mario Kart 8 and Toad, obviously they're not pumping out the polygons and all these other gaming, you know, tricks that developers do. Yeah. PS4, Xbox One games, but it still looks as good as any of them because of mm-hmm. its art style. Yeah, it's the art style. It's, it's the key, isn't it? It's the art style. It's simple, crisp. It's not going yeah. for like the gritty realism. I think that's some, <clears throat> it's always the case that the more you push for realism, the, the yeah. almost the worse it can look because you're as closer you get to it looking realistic. Yeah. The less realistic. It's like a weird paradox. The less realistic it can look, you see the flaws more easily. Whereas if you develop your own art style, your own look, it owns it and it, it yeah. just looks the way it is. A bit like Ratchet and Clank. I've not played that, but yeah, that apparently looked amazing, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Ratchet and Clank does look fantastic. It's always looked nice because of the obviously the art style. Mm. But on PS4, the remaster, or I don't know if it's a remaster or just reimagining the call it, but yeah. it's absolutely stunning game. Yeah. And it's great to say it's because it's not re- going for photo realism. Yeah, and they age better too, don't they? Yes, I 100%. Think. I reckon I could go back and play. Okami on the PlayStation 2 and that would still look good I mean that game did bore me a little bit towards the end but like you say visually it's beautiful look icon that people say that Last Guardian saying oh, it looked great for a PS4 game but I look at it and I still think it looks beautiful yeah it does The Last Guardian I still look at it and think yeah I can see what you're saying like maybe textures and this build you know but I look at it and I think wow that looks great yeah 
It does. Um, another game with a, an art style which works for it, shall we say, um, that I've been playing, Tethered, which is a mm. PlayStation VR game. I don't yeah. really know much about this one, but it's um, a real-time strategy one. And I thought, yeah. this sounds you know, up my street. Let's take a punt on it. It was, in, I think, 10% off with the PlayStation Plus discount. So I picked yeah. it up. And a bit like um, Toad, it's like a, a little island that you're limited to, stuck in mm-hmm. the, and you're floating in the sky. So if you look around and you've got a headset, there's other islands about, but you're focused on this one island. Um, eggs fall from the sky on little propellers, and then you can hatch it with, you drag a sun cloud over, or the sun over it, and it hatches. And that's it, you've got this little character, and he runs around doing your biddings, it's a day-night cycle. You get more of these little characters. They you set them up with farms and a barracks, and it's all quite basic. And then nighttime yeah. comes, and these these creepy crawlies, like slugs, crawl out from underneath the rock that's floating and come up to the top and, and attack. And you have to defend at night yeah. and gather resources in the day. And that's it. It's really simple, but it's yeah. really good fun. I love it in VR. Yeah. The only the only thing that I find a bit frustrating is um, I don't have free reign of the camera. Mm. You uh, look at a cloud and you press X on the pad and yeah. then, you, then you're then you aware that cloud is and you're looking down, looking around. So there's like four or five clouds around the island you can view from. Mm-hmm. And that can be frustrating if there's a character because their uh, like thoughts and things float above their head. Yeah. So if I can see a floating thing above my character's head, but he's on the other side of the island, I've got to go over there to find yeah. him. I can't just swing the camera around with the right stick. It's all fixed. Yeah. That's the only frustration. And I'm sure if this was just a normal uh, game on the telly screen, on the on this on the on the screen, it wouldn't be mm-hmm. as interesting. Mm. Wouldn't be as fun because it is quite basic. And the one thing I think when I'm playing it is. God, Pikmin would be amazing in this. <laughs> and I wish Nintendo had a VR headset so they could make Pikmin in VR. Because it, it looks fantastic. <clears throat> you get in close and you can like lean your head in and peep around and stuff because it's virtual reality. Yeah. And uh, the characters look fantastic. And they are quite cute. They've got, they look a bit like Gizmo, but they're blue. Yeah. They hatch out their eggs. and you, you, um, Your cursor is where you're looking. So you move your head around to look at them and you get your look. So you look at a little character, you hit your X and then you look to where you want them to go and you, then you hit X again. Yeah. And they go and do that or they go and build that or they go and mine that or find it. Mm-hmm. And you basically have to gather what they call sun points and that's how you finish your level. And there's not many levels. I've probably done with it fairly soon. And it's a shame there's not like um, a random generator level where you can just randomly create a world. Because that yeah. would give it some long, proper longevity. I think there's like 20, maybe maybe 20 maps. Yeah. And they're all kind of the same. It's like, hit this amount of sun, and you have to regenerate the land. Every time you get a certain amount of sun, more land gets regenerated, goes green, and that gives you more options to build. Yeah. Pretty basic, but it's really good fun. I love it in VR. But yeah. So you the... It's what? Still totally on board with the um, VR. Yeah, I haven't been on it that much to be honest until I bought yeah. Tethered because <clears throat> I'd done the demos to death. I hadn't bought Batman yet, and I was going to buy Batman or I was going to buy Bound. 
and I couldn't decide between them and ended up buying Tethered because <laughs> I couldn't decide. <laughs> Which sometimes happens. Eagle Flock's expensive, isn't it? Sorry to think about it. I was looking at that Eagle Flock the other day for £34. Yeah. Yeah, Eagle it's Flight. Just, which... It's such a tech demo that it seems a bit cheeky. I don't know, maybe it's not a tech demo. Maybe it just looks like a tech it's, demo, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it looks like it might induce sickness feelings to me because you're uh, you're basically a bird, aren't you? A Ubisoft made yeah. it. It looks like it's set in Paris, so they probably just pulled Paris from um, the Assassin's, Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. Um, and then you're flying around yeah. as an eagle. It looks, is it multiplayer? I think there's a. I think it's lots of different yeah, people flying around at the same time. It's almost like a battle arena, isn't it? I mean, it seems like a really good idea, but thirty-five pound. I mean, even Sony. Had, I thought Sony was cheeky charging twenty-five pound for um, VR Worlds. Yeah, it's five pounds, but now that, that looks like a bargain next to um, bloody. Um, what's it called now? Flight. Flight. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. does. And um, that um, another game coming up soon, I think it's soon, is that um, Star Trek game, Star Trek Bridge. Star Trek? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're like, you play one of the characters in, this, in the command centre of the Starship Enterprise. Mm. Or a Starship Enterprise, not the one. Yeah. You're either the captain, or you're uh, in the engine room, or you're doing something, and you've got to fend off an attack. And you've got yeah. to work together as a team. I presume it's big multiplayer not much fun on your own mm-hmm. so probably won't have much life to be honest I don't know how many VR headsets are out there and how many people would buy a Star Trek game for 50 quid so how much is going to be yeah that's what it is on the Playstation store at the moment for pre-order 49.99 which is I... steep steep yeah. and then I saw a review of that um, that other VR game coming um, what's it called Columbus mm-hmm. where you crash land on a uh, yeah, I've heard a couple of reviews for that. They're saying that for, that's by Crytek, isn't it? Mm. And it's getting the same old grumblings about all the Crytek games. It feels like a tech demo, you know, mm. um, an unfulfilled tech demo. They show it off, don't they, because it looks great and it's got all these other features, but there's not much there, really. No, that's like, what it sounds Reese, like. Is it Reese or Royce that was on the Xbox One? And it looked great, but then it turned out it was going to basically be like an... Um, Connect game and they yeah. changed it. Last yeah. Year. Well, this there's um VR one by Crytek, uh, whose name I've already forgotten again. Columbus. So yeah. Oh, Cru- yeah, it's near yeah. not Columbus. Yeah. Is it Columbus or is it um, Crusoe? Crusoe Robinson's Journeys and it's like that. Yeah, it's basically named after one of the dis- great discoveries or wherever they are. So you crash under the planet, and then it looks to me like they made it with. Uh, PlayStation Move in mind because you're holding this thing that basically looks like a PlayStation Move but it's, it's that shape and it's got that bobble on the top but it's not but you play it with the pad which is weird and there are climbing sections where your hands that aren't attached to arms they just float yeah. right in front of you and they grip different things and it's like that looks like it would work with two two VR sticks two um, yeah. PlayStation Moves quite well but apparently you have, to do it, you have to do it with the pad and it's cumbersome and it, it makes you feel sick and it's not very yeah. good and I think the review I watched of it said it would have been better I think it was IGN it said it would have been better as just like a like a walk around exploring take out the story take out the climbing and just have yeah. it as like an explorable VR world and yeah. it would have been more enjoyable but then I bet if they'd have put that out 
they just said, oh, why not Why not put a story in? Why not make it a bit more interesting? I wouldn't, I'd like to see them do something like, like you, just as like a safari, like Africa that was on the um, PS3 or, you know, like Pokemon Snap, something like that where, you know, yeah. you can just wander these islands and take pictures, you know, discover like, say, um, new new animals, insects, um, take pictures of waterfalls, you know what I mean? Yeah. Find hidden stuff like that. Well, there, was that, that. there was that game on, yeah. on the Wii that was like a diving game, and all you did was dive, discover animals, and find treasure. Yeah. That's what you did. Surely something like that would sell like hotcakes on, on VR. Yeah, well, a game more like um, a walking simulator. That's what more it... like an experience than a game. Mm. Just anything where it's in the head this should be trying to sell this new way to play new experiences Mm, yeah that's it don't try and retrofit the old stuff to the new thing it's a new it's a totally new thing but to me like trying to get these all these races running on VR soddy (laughs) races aren't the biggest genre anymore anyway just get them running how they should if you want to do anything have a VR mode where you can look in and out and around the car and whatnot and do like time trials or a 1v1 race against another car. Don't try and make sure you can have all 12, 16 cars on the track. You know, just... I, I, I disagree with you actually on that one because I think, I think racing is where this really works well. It doesn't for me because if you, unless you look forward <clears throat> back of the steering wheel, I think what you were saying earlier about using... The touchpad to move your hands, it's going to feel weird. Oh. Driving, moving your head left and right, but you're still using your thumb to steer this car <laughs> instead of like an actual wheel. Well, the, the, um, what's that racer you were obsessed with? What's it called? Drive. Drive Club. Oh. I've tried the demo of that in VR, and that, I didn't, I, a lot of people would feel sick with that, but it was fine with me, and I think it worked really, really well. You can look mm-hmm. at your wing mirror, look at your rear view mirror. Look around the car. You're racing. You've got a real good sense of where the um, the corners are because something that isn't really discussed in VR, and I don't know whether it's just assumed, but I was almost a bit surprised when I put my VR headset on. Is it's totally 3D because you've mm-hmm. got the two different images coming from to each eye. It's just 3D. Yeah. yeah. And no one really mentions that, but it obviously it goes a long way to immersing you into the game. It's yeah, awesome. It, it, without it, it would be really odd. It would mm-hmm. be like the cinema mode that you can do in VR. Have you tried that then? Yeah, I've pl- I tried to play Rocket League in cinema mode. Oh, that was weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> couldn't connect with the ball hardly at all. I had to stop playing. But I've played Pez in it, and that was fine. Mm. But Rocket League was a bit too because <clears throat> the camera swings around so much oh, in that game. That does it still look fine in cinema mode, or does it look as, you know, like how you get the, the jaggies on the VR games? I wouldn't say you get the jaggies, but it blurs a bit around the edge. If you want it to be yeah. in focus to the edge of the screen, you have to twist your head and look at the edge of the screen, because it does blur around the edge. But playing Pez is fine, but like I say, it was too, the camera swung around too much in um, Rocket League. Would you be tempted to upgrade to a pro for the added power for VR? That's what they said, hasn't they? Does upgrade does help the games run better, look better? Does it make them look better? I don't know if it makes them look better or it helps smooth it. Something I saw it earlier. 
I need to uh, look uh, into that because I, I am tempted, obviously, by the pro, and I've tried not to look at it too much, even though I probably should for my for my knowledge and for this podcast. But I don't want to be tempted. I already want the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like £130 at certain stores, can't you? What's that? You're upgrading? The PS4 to the Pro for £130, which I still think is a lot of money. But it is. If it was somebody, 100 it would be very tempting. For someone like you who's got that investment in VR. Mm. You know, no, I think I think it works yeah. fine for me, the VR. I'm happy with how it looks now. Yeah. So yeah. I'm happy to wait for the, the big step, the next big step. I tell you what, game has shocked a few people. If you buy a PlayStation Pro, mm-hmm. I don't know if that includes trading or whatnot, you can get Dishonored 2 for £20. That's pretty good. That's, that's flipping good, unless they're overcharging for the Pro as it is. <laughs> there it is. £330 <laughs> at Tesco at the moment. Yeah, I've but, just yeah. seen that, yeah. I'm not tempted. If I could, like I say, if it was like 50 to 80 pounds, I'd, I'd jump in, but my PS4 works fine, and I've heard that the Pro is quite loud. Oh, is it? Yeah, we're hearing different um, impressions on that, but Digital Foundry, who the guys to listen to when it comes to tech, they've said it's louder. Mm. And, and, yeah, makes high-pitched noises. Oh, that's disconcerting. <laughs> Mm. I hate it when my PlayStation makes slightly out of the ordinary noises. Makes yeah, it like, <laughs> yeah. When yeah. the disc drive starts going, I'm like, no. <laughs> Get the game, it's ejected. <laughs> I'll play a download game. You be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> Another um, VR game I tried recently. We had some friends over and we played Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. Mm. Now, the VR element in this is minimal. It's really small. Yeah. You're in a room at a chair with like a suitcase shape in front of you, and it's got different sections on it which you have to diffuse to diffuse this bomb. It's a bomb. And then I thought I could get away with playing this with just the move pads and a one joypad because in the VR headset, you see the bomb, and on the TV screen, you see the notes that everyone else who yeah. isn't in the VR set has to talk you through diffusing the bomb. Very mm-hmm. clever concept. Very simple, but very clever. Now, unfortunately, <clears throat> you can't use the move pads, so you had to use the pad, <clears throat> which meant on the screen, you, you couldn't do anything. I didn't have a second pad. But luckily, we all had smartphones, and you can get the manual on your smartphone from the website. Yeah. So everyone was on their phones, Slipping through the manuals, telling me what to do in the headset, or us telling whoever was in the headset what to do. Yeah. <clears throat> and it was so cool. Yeah. Really, really good fun. The puzzles were really difficult. Well, some of them are. They got obviously more complicated. Um, and some of them, I don't know how you get through them. Well, I think what we good have question, to do. Sorry. Is it is it like randomly generated, or is the set bombs? It's not like one of those. What about what do they call those games where the levels create themselves? Procedurally generated. Yeah, is it like that, the bombs? A little bit, the bombs random. There are That's set, there are set like puzzles, that. like yeah. there's a, um, a Morse code one, there's a, a letters one, there's a lot yeah. of wire ones, there's loads of different puzzles. Yeah. And you go through the manual on your phone, and you find, well, the, the wires one that was tripping us up towards the end, it was quite complicated. On screen, yeah. 
there's a different amount of wires, like say six wires. Some yeah. of them, they're all different colours, some of them are stripy. And then above the wires, there's either like a light that's on or off. <clears throat> and you have to say in the, in the VR headset, right, I'm looking at six wires. The first wire is blue and white and the light is on above it. Now, everyone's on their phone going, right, okay. First wire, if it's solid colour, you do this. And if it's, if it's stripy, do this. If the light's on, if the serial number on the bomb has a U in it, so you have yeah. to quickly find the serial number and see, no, it's got not got a U in it. Okay, so what do I do? It's like, okay, cut the wire. <laughs> you cut it yeah. and you have to do the next one. There's obviously the bomb's counting down. But it's, it's really good fun. Love that. Yeah. yeah. So what did you say? Why, why wasn't it on the TV screen, did you say? Sorry. Because you needed a second pad. You needed a two-player pad. Yeah. I've only got one. So I had the pad you in my hand. Yeah, and I got one PlayStation pad. So you control. You needed the pad for your VR. Yeah, to manipulate the bomb to move it around. And then they needed a second pad to manipulate the pages on the screen. Yes. Was the pages on the screen, but they just couldn't flick through them because they didn't have a pad? No, it said press X to continue on the screen, and they couldn't. Oh. <laughs> okay, so. You know, when you finish, like, you know, if you blow up or you don't blow up, does it then show then the bomb at the end or the progress or anything like that? No, it just shows no. it to me on the screen, on, um, in my VR headset. Even if it doesn't show that? <clears throat> no. And the other disappointing thing is, because it is really, really basic, yeah. once the timer counts down and, you, and it goes boom, the screen just yeah. goes black. There's no, like, explosion. Ah, so it's really, like, it's really basic. I mean, I, I will be honest, that's the one game I really would be tempted to buy. And it's so stupid, that, and Headmaster, the two games I'd love to play on VR. I'd like Headmaster, but I just feel like it's a bit too much money for what it is. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that completely. But that, that Don't Talk and Everyone Explodes, to me, you might laugh, but it's, it, to me, it's the perfect Christmas game. Oh, it is, totally. <laughs> You get a bunch of people. If they could somehow make it into a, um, what's called, you know, like a, oh god, board format. Not board format, but you know, like play it at home. Yeah, yeah. You know, get it in a box and sell it in the shops. It would probably sell like hotcakes because it sounds fantastic. Yeah, or even if you could do it with all smartphones, like yeah. one person had the bomb on their phone. The problem, not a problem, but it would be really easy to cheat and go, oh, look, this is this is what I'm yeah. trying to explain. We're in VR, yeah. you can't, because you can't quickly yeah. show them in your headset. Well, if you was doing it, like you say, with a good bunch of people, like he's having a few drinks and playing it, it would be an absolute riot, wouldn't it? Oh, it's so good. That's, well, that's exactly what we were doing. Drinking yeah. and trying to defuse bombs. <laughs> <sighs> but they, they, they're really good at tripping you up as well, because in one of the... Uh, I can't remember what you had to actually do now, but you had to you had to read out what was on the on the buttons on the screen, and and one of them it's like there's two words where it's like okay spelt um, spelt out, and then with it's just the O and the K, so you have mm-hmm. to be careful when you're saying that because because you're rushing as well and they're trying to rush through it. Is it different time limits for different bombs? Yeah, different time limits for different bombs, different sorts of puzzles <clears throat> and on some of the bombs there's puzzles on the front and puzzles on the back mm. and the Morse code one was the hardest so difficult it's just a flashing light 
and you're like quick quick long quick long 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 quick and then someone's got like a key on their phone of what that letter is and it's like oh my god and you don't know when it starts again mm. oh it's a nightmare that one was tricky it's so fantastic I've got to say like the sad thing about it is like there doesn't seem to be I mean maybe it's because I only go on certain sites but there doesn't seem to be enough reviews of these VR games no, there isn't much. But you don't get a lot of reviews for a lot of indie digital games on the store anyway, but stuff like that, for me, you know, yeah, it's a big gap there in the market, I suppose, for somebody. I mean, I do know a couple of lads who set up their own PlayStation VR website reviews, Punk Lizard. Hmm. They're on VR one as well. And as much as I like them, they are very enthusiastic. Like, whoever reviews the game usually is a fan. Yeah. Not quite much of a critical eye. <laughs> Which is nothing wrong, but I'd not prefer two reviews then. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Good cop, bad cop. <laughs> yeah, because, like, the reviews are sometimes short and the negatives are usually, they're not, like, deal breakers. But, like, Valley, Jim Sterling and them wrote um, quite praising reviews about Valley, but Paz, Dodo, he bought it last week. Mm. He said, I'm loving it, loving it, loving it. And then he found a game-breaking bug and he can't finish a game and he's trying to get a refund from Sony and he's like all over Twitter saying people don't buy this game, like this game's got a game-break. I saw that on Twitter. Yeah, which is a shame because he was really, really into it. But that's, you know, which it shouldn't be a risk, should it? How does it get through certification from Sony if that's the case? Mm. Shouldn't. No, it shouldn't. Well, I think that's all yeah. our talking points. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and you've got to go and you've got a hot date with a battlefield and a five minutes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we'll wrap and it up. There was me a couple of weeks back that, you know, I'm not really into shooting games anymore, but then Battlefield comes along a cave in on the date release day, pay over the odds for it. I'd say it was pay over the odds because it was forty three pounds everywhere. Hmm. And could have bought it on the site basically basically that I usually use and got like £2.50 back mm. into my account which I didn't but I don't feel so bad about it it's stonkingly good <laughs> I better let you come back then. yeah I'm going to quickly mention right thank you for up. listening this has been the We Don't Go Out podcast as you probably know because you've just listened to it um, oh. we're on Facebook not on Facebook we're on Twitter Instagram we've got a Tumblr and our own website all We Don't Go Out um and of course we're on iTunes rate us, rate and subscribe that'd be fantastic um, and we'll catch you next time did I mention the visit here by Shyamalan oh you did yeah okay but you recommend that yeah it's really good that's the visit that's, it's like, that's it was his last film wasn't it his most recent one yeah I think it was yeah he's been getting back to form recently and I watched that and I was speaking to this bloke at football and I said oh M. Night Shyamalan's got a new film recent film I says The Visit I said it's really good he said what's that about I said oh these two grandkids get to visit the grandparents he goes oh is that where this happens at the twist at the end and I went yeah and I went have you seen it and he went no 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 somebody told me I says oh are you joking <laughs> I said, like, why do people do that? They go around, tell someone about a film and tell them the twist. Yes, annoying. Someone told me the Sixth Sense when he's saying, I, I didn't speak to them properly again for ages afterwards. That 
you can't. No, that's yeah. That, especially with an M Night Shyamalan film, this yeah. is all about the twist. Yeah, can't. I mean, the twist. No, I mean, luckily the others came out years afterwards, and I got to watch that and experience that same sort of twist. Well, Sixth Sense is so old now that there could be people listening to this that don't really know yeah, about it. Yeah, never seen it. Yeah, watch yeah. it. Don't Google it because you'll get it spoiled. You'll ruin it. You'll ruin it. Listen fantastic to your elders. Film. I think I might actually watch it again, you know, one of the days. Oh, it's a fantastic film. Yeah, but the the visit is definitely for me, in my opinion, not because it's got a, like a good twist. You mm. might you might see the twist come in, you might not. And but it's just a really well made film. It's interesting. It's funny. I did, and I did the, hear that the the kid boy in it raps. Yeah, it's but it's cra- It's not. You're obviously going to be more fingy um, <laughs> in the rapping, but it's Critical. not. Yeah, but it's not like he's seriously rapping. You can tell it's like a comedy rapping. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's not. It's not too cringe. Yeah, because he's just he, he's, his character is quite humorous. Like he's quite stupid and daft. Mm-hmm. So his rapping comes along comes across like that. Sorry. Oh, yeah. So do you want to call it quits anyway? I've just realised. <laughs> 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 yeah, you've got to go. Thank you.